Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to encourage people to go listen to the um, last Thursday edition, which is um, all about Love Hina, or the one before that, which is all about Spy X Family. Both are great. Um, both are, are, I think, interesting looks at their perspective shows, but you should definitely go check that out. But... What I want to talk about on the Sunday edition this week is something kind of that recent events have got me thinking about. And that recent event is, if, you, if you're not aware, two Fridays ago at the time of recording this, and the time of recording this is August 16th, 2020, 2022. The former Prime Minister of Japan, Shinzo Abe, was assassinated by a assailant with a homemade gun in Japan, which stuck with me, which stuck with me for a number of reasons. First, it, that's, like just, that's a wild just concept of a thing to happen at all. Second, major world leaders do not get assassinated that often these days. Third, a major world leader was killed in Japan with a gun. And that means they were killed in, in a country with some of the most strict gun laws in the world. Probably the most strict gun laws in the world. By a gun. And the... The thing that got me thinking about was, if you look at traditionally, if you look at traditional American cartoons, there's, there are kind, there's kind of a line that exists where like the stuff doesn't cross that line, stuff doesn't venture out into that line. And yes, there are some sec- some exceptions. There will always be some exceptions. There will always be your super jails of the world. If you don't know what super jail is, it's a um, it's a uh, Adult Swim cartoon from the super early off, like maybe 2000, 2001 to 2005 era-ish. Um, that was... Stri- Actually, it's later than that. Actually, no, maybe it's right around there because... It already aired by the time I was in college. Um, and it's just, it's, it's what you would refer to as ultraviolence. Now, anime has been, like, known for ultraviolence since the 80s. And one of the really interesting things about violence in anime, and, and violence in anime is, is of huge, and violence. And the violence and maturity found in anime on multiple different levels, not just about, like, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. There's also an emotional maturity, a a respect for the viewer, um, a more worldliness to Japanese animation than you often find from American animation. You can also find these things in things like French and German and Swedish and... All different kinds of animations from around the world. But the kind of premier place that people go, especially in America, for 
like a more adult concept of what an animated show could be is anime. Um, and when you stop and you look at certain shows in the anime world, and I'm gonna go. Th- I'm gonna take you through some of them. Um, and I've talked about most of the shows that I'm gonna talk about on this on this on this Sunday edition in the podcast proper. You can go find go back and you can find the individual episodes. I actually literally just used um, Black Lagoon and Trigon for a look at the consequences of the Supreme Court's actions. Um, but the things like um, Black Lagoon, things like German Gun, things like um, well, so let's start there with Black Lagoon and German Gun because they're really they're really pretty comparable things. Have this like lust for violence, and with Black Lagoon, it's really that lust for violence is helped a lot by a dub. Same thing as um, with Jormungand, although Jormungand is more just about violence and about sh- straight up, like, military hardware. Um, but the, the thing that you notice with both of those shows is, except for an arc in each show, and really the, la- the like finale arc of each show, those shows take place almost entirely outside of Japan. And the reason for that is two things. A, actually really one thing. The the gun laws of Japan would prohibit them from happening in Japan's borders in a real way. And one of the things that you notice in shows that have that kind of like high violence quotient um in them like th- something like um like Hakata like Hakata Tonkatsu Ramen which I've actually just started rewatching and has a scene that is like that would have gotten that show pulled that that show pulled if it was airing currently straight up like it is it is a thing that looks like Oh hey, we're going to assassinate a mayor. <laughs> and like, there's a there's a contact in it for the show, but it's like it considering like I said, recent events, it's a little it's a little like the Teddy Bear Bomber episode of um Cowboy Bebop, which if you've never seen the Ca- Teddy Bear, Bear Bomber episode of Cowboy Bebop, I don't blame you. It's not super easy to watch, but the antagonist the like the like bad guy in that ch- in that episode of Cowboy Bebop, the t- the titular teddy bear bomber, straight up blows up the World Trade Center. Just it just happens. Like it's not it's not the actual World Trade Center that, that the character is blowing up, but it's so close that it might as well be. Um, and that and as a result, that episode got um got taken, got removed from circulation. Um, there is an episode of Fire Force that depicts, like, a 
fire scenario very close to the KyoAnnie fire, and it got pulled from um, circulation at the time. Like they, de- I think they delayed it, or maybe didn't. Even, they maybe didn't even air it, and they put up a big announcement on the official site for fire for fire force and stuff. It was a, it was a big deal that they were like, oh. Yeah, arson is a thing right now. We're not gonna, you know, do our show about arson about heroic arsonists <laughs> this week. That seems insensitive. But so you have that kind of like violence in anime that takes place that that takes place largely outside of Japan because because of the kind of, like, lifestyle and violence that's in these characters' lives, it has to. And then you have shows that are... that have violence and, like, fighting and action in them, but they're all they're very relegated. They feel very, ca- like, encapsulated. And this is where you get something like um, Tokatsu Ramens or something like Durora. And what I mean there is, like, there's a large, like, background populace to the show that's going about living their normal daily lives. And then there's the characters you follow who are part of this world of, like, violence and, like, in Dura's case, like, magical bullshit and all this wild stuff. And yes, the, like, background crowd of everybody else may see it and, like, see it as a thing, as in the case, um, with Isaiah and, uh, what's-his-face, the, um, blonde guy from Durara. It's like, you can't hide that shit, but also, like, you straight up know not to get involved with that shit. And there's something here that I find, the thing here that I found interesting is that these shows can exist, and, like, the ultra-violence of anime of the 80s can exist in a way that did that oftentimes you don't see in shows that gain a whole lot of popularity in America. And one of the reasons for that is the the idea of these shows being a total fantasy is much more likely in Japan than it is in America. In America, a show about everybody with guns is, on some level, kind of America if you live in the right states or in the right environment. Just everybody has guns. Welcome to Texas. Welcome to Kentucky. All this other bullshit. And the other thing is is that And I don't want to. I don't want to say that like violence, like violence in like entertainment-inspired violence in reality, all the time. And it certainly doesn't. And that's even if somebody says I was inspired by this, they were gonna figure out how to do something shitty one way or another. That shouldn't curtail somebody's creative process, no matter what they want to create. I am totally in support of that. But. There's a kind of respectfulness of the industry to be like, hey, maybe we don't air this episode right now because this thing just happened. 
and it's a kind of an open wound and this this is a kind of salt not intentional but like a kind of salt that could go on this wound and there's a there's a consideration of the impact of a creative piece of art that isn't often thought of in like an American for, for an American thing like and I think I think if something bad enough happened something would be but if you look at if you look at how many um, if you look at how many movies were made about the Twin Towers <laughs> or, or like weirdly linked to 9-11 Or even shows that are expli- explicitly episodes of TV shows that are explicitly post 9-11 things. Of which there are tons actually. There's not this pause constantly and there's not the and, and there is an understanding there that like this climate, like the, this climate, needs to calm down. There were a bunch. There were a lot of shows, TV shows, I, um, that I remember, where like after after nine eleven happened, that was like, hey, like, you gotta not pick on people because they're Muslim. That's not cool. Like, not every Muslim person did this to America. A few really evil people. A handful of really evil people did that. That should not apply broadly to everyone who identifies as Muslim or is brown. And like, if you're a brown guy and you go through the airport, you you know this shit still exists. It still sucks. Um, as a as a brown guy who has to go through airports occasionally, um, but the. I found it interesting when I was thinking about kind of the biggest the biggest anime and the biggest shows the the, the biggest the biggest anime all of them are pretty goddamn violent you know like I, my hero academia sh- straight up they go against a crime syndicate in one season they like People die in that show. <laughs> and there's huge collateral damage and violence constantly. It's and it's all viewed as spectacle. But the thing is that the it is true fantasy in a way that is not that is not true everywhere else. And and oftentimes when you see escapist movies uh, you see yes movies that are violence but the violence is like part of the pastiche it's not like it's not like necessarily the violence is the point of the Avengers you go to the Avengers because you want to see cool superheroes do cool superhero stuff. 
you don't necessarily go for like the raw let me put it this way you're not going to see I, you're not going to see Spider-Man and Kick-Ass for the same reasons. They're in like the same rough genre, but Kick-Ass is like an ultra-violent, like beat-em-up fest, and Spider-Man is about a superhero, and like that's really the point. The violence is part of the story. In Kick-Ass, the violence is kind of the point of the story, in some ways, like it that. You can write a compelling story about a su- about a superhero like say the Flash without having him beat people up. But you can't really write a compelling story about the characters in Kick-Ass without having them kick ass. It's in the name. And you look at so much of the like The like ultra violent anime of the of the eighties and not of the eighties and early nineties. You look at even the like ultra violent animes of now, of which I mentioned a couple. Or you look at something like Trigon, where the message in the show is killing is bad, pacifism is awesome, but the world won't let you do it. So violence ensues. And I think that freedom, that like, that freedom create those universes comes from a place where something like some, some, some random assailant killing a former prime minister is not just a thing that can happen. And if you're living in America, or even if you're not living in America, honestly, um, and or you and you've been following the um, January sixth attack, the January sixth hearings, and you saw that um, former assistant give the um, testimony that like Trump wanted to knew that the protesters were armed and wanted to show up and like lead his troops, and thought that was a safe thing to do. You know that shit's insane. You know that shit's insane, and you know. That no Secret Service agent in Worcester Assault would ever allow a president to do something like that because, yo, they have all got guns and shit. <laughs> we can't, like, there, the probability of you dying is way higher if we go there. And that's a serious consideration for every president in American history, basically. It's less of a serious consideration, although I will tell you I, my first thought was, oh, I should call Kia and make sure she's okay. She was a little freaked out, but she, she's fine. That kind of, like, violence, like, violent world is not a world that Japanese people live in. And that is, that is also how you can have kind of earnest military otaku that don't feel like the like jacked up asshole bros of America because there is no like 
でもう一つですミザキーズ、um, film The Wind Rises is about a designer of the plane that would eventually about the designer of the plane that would eventually become the kamikaze bomber plane in world in world war two we hear that and we're like oh that guy committed a great evil he designed this thing that allowed the bombing of pearl harbor but he couldn't know that he was obsessed with designing a plane and the movie re- the movie The Wind Rises does not deal with what those planes went on to do at all it is, a fo- it is singularly focused on like the creative process of this one plane designer and when you live in a country that doesn't have constant reminders of the violence associated with the tools of war and the tools of and and things designed to kill people you can't something that can happen is you can have an appreciation for the craft of making these things and look I'm not saying people are going to make their own homemade guns constantly But what I am saying is, like, you can look at the beauty of something that's a killing machine. And you can appreciate it for its, like, tactical prowess and all these things that will most likely never be visited on you because it is essentially impossible in many ways. And that makes. Violence feel farther away than it probably is at any one point, and makes it feel like it can be made into a fantasy, into a, into a fantasy scenario. I, I just, I, and also you, you don't have you didn't have after Shinzo Abe was like was off, um you didn't have the same kind of thing that you would have here. Here, there is after something like that. There's this immediate call for like you know, less rock music, less this, less that, less stuff to influence other people from doing things. And Kie's biggest problem, like the biggest thing she was worried about, was somebody else will imitate this. She was worried about imitate im- imitators happening. And. All I thought was, oh, it's gonna be real hard to do this from now on. Like, the, they're gonna figure out exactly what that, exactly what you use to make a gun, and do, to make a homemade gun, and all that stuff is going to go on a list. And then if you buy certain combinations of that stuff on that list, you go on a list, and the government finds you and asks you a whole bunch of questions about what you're doing. With all of these gun making materials. And that climate lets you. Experiment and think about violence as. An expressive element as a. Story making tool. 
that feels much less visceral and therefore can be much more entertaining in in a story than it is in a very in a country in a country or an environment where violence is everywhere like i we came back from i i came back from seeing i think elvis and i heard a argument outside of my outside of my place and all i thought was like i'm going to go inside that argument seems real heated and maybe somebody pulls out a gun and that's not impossible here that could totally happen and has totally happened and does totally happen all over the country all the time whereas if you heard a heated argument in a place like Japan that's not going to happen the, or at least the likelihood of that happening is like so close to zero it's not worth considering it's not a thing people would consider um so I just I, ha I just had the thought because it was it was interesting to think about this was this was a very western style kind of violence in a place where that is typically not possible and so much of the kind of like stuff that lots of people in the anime community, including me to some extent, gravitate towards an anime like, um, once again, Black Lagoon, um, Jormungand, Gangsta is another one, but Gangsta is like, Gangsta is definitively doing something different, but not that different. Um, even something like Dorora or Hakata Ramens, they're all kind of in that like, violence as cool aesthetic feeling kind of anime and those are real fantasies because that kind of violence does not visit itself on the primary on the primary audience that that stuff was made for I would I mean I would assume but One of the things I think that struck me when I was watching Hakata Ramen's early today was this is like casualness and this like gleefulness to the acting out of the fantasy of like extreme violence that is in that show that is like, whoa, whoa, that feels unhinged and it, when it's presented in, a, in an American way. Something like, um, The Boys does an amazing job at this. Where it's like, Billy Butcher is unhinged. And he is wild. And he loves killing superheroes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the show makes an explicit point of, like... And he's also a pretty shitty person. <laughs> like, oh, or he's, he's also a person who has been made to be pretty shitty throughout his life and ultimately is pretty shitty. I just, I had a whole bunch of thoughts about like extreme violence in anime as a medium considering the recent assassination of Shinzo Abe in 
in, in the borders of Japan, I think by a Japanese citizen, who once again made his own gun. And I just thought I'd put him out into the world as a Sunday edition, because that's kind of what I use the Sunday edition for. And on that note, if you like this episode, new episodes come out every third day and every other Sunday for the Sunday editions. Um, the Sunday editions are much more like focused on individual shows and me thinking about an individual show or property or sometimes even movie or live action movie. I can just tell you what the next one will be about. The next one will be about um, the Deer King because I literally went and saw that on Friday. Um, but the Sunday shows are more like this. They're more metatextual. They're more about the medium. They're more about the art of anime. They're more about the um, industry and fandom and stuff like that. So, like I said, if you like this, make sure you go subscribe in your in whatever podcast app you're listening to this right now. Um, and give me a five-star rating. I would really appreciate it. It really helps the show. And until next time, I've been Alex. This has been Lunchbox Radio Sunday Edition. I will talk to you on Thursday.